Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast Season 5. Never forget that to the best of us, protection's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. Enjoy. Boom. What's up, you guys? Byron Rogers here. Welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. I got a special guest, Jake Owens, here with Phalanx Protection Group. Super dope name, man. It's an honor to have you, man. How are you doing? Appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah. No, man, it's always awesome when I can have you guys on here, man, to kick it. There's a few cool reasons I wanted to bring you on here, but you were saying just now as we were like kind of starting to dust this thing off, you've been running Phalanx for what, three years? So, no, actually, so I started Phalanx Group like toward the end of 2021. So really only a year and a couple months. Uh, but before that, because I never planned to get into executive protection, it was, it was, uh, you know, when I got kicked out of West Point <laughs> back in 2017, uh, and they told me that, you know, I'd never make a good soldier or anything like that. Uh, I started, I got into sales and, you know, just having, killing it and making, you know, six figures easy every year. And yeah. COVID, hit, COVID hit and I lost my job and, uh, through, you know, I had known some people in private security, got invited to my first gig, assisting the U.S. Marshals doing quarantine sites. Went up to that and, uh, yeah, it, it, I worked with various companies. Uh, Shamir Boulevard, before he passed, I did yeah. a lot, a good bit of gigs for him, but, um, yeah, so. Okay. No, that's what's up, man. Um, so you just kind of like, like me, man, I, I you know. I just be saying, I didn't choose the game. The game chose me. And it's the truth, dude. Like, I was just bound. I mean, kind of the truth. Yes and no. You know, I was getting out of the Marine Corps. I prayed. And I was like, Father, what am I supposed to do? And he was like, go bounce at this bar. You're going to be a bodyguard. You're going to travel the world. But I tell my I tell my, uh, my girlfriend, I'm like, hey, I got to go bounce at this place. It's going to work out. She's like, heck no, you're crazy. I'm like... I just know what I heard. I got to do, you know. <laughs> and she's like, "The God would not tell you to go be a bouncer because we both know it was the end of her." You know, what I mean, that was, you know, and <laughs> every, you know, you know, not everything made it. So then, of course, you know, I start bouncing. Three months later, a dude sees me and he's like, "Hey, boom!" Basically, he's like, "You want to go make a lot more money doing what you're doing?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, what you got?" And then, uh, just like that, man, I was riding in the back of a Bentley on Rodeo Drive. Afraid to put my feet on the ground in the car because the mink fur on the bottom. I thought someone dropped their jacket. I was like freaking out. I was like, I'm gonna, you know, I have my legs up and stuff. And then uh, you know, 60 countries my first year. Boom, man. When you catch fire, you know, it's the grace of God, though. I got lucky. But you were saying the game chose you, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, like I'd always, I mean, I went to West Point for a reason. I wanted, you know, wanted to be an army officer, wanted, you know, had these big dreams of doing special operations, stuff like that. Yeah. Went to West Point and played football. And, you know, uh, it, it, my senior year, after I got done playing football, I was training for an amateur uh, bodybuilding competition, something that me and some of my friends decided to do our last semester of freedom before we became Army officers and uh, chose to take testosterone unprescribed, and I got busted for it. So, yeah. you know, the day was... <laughs> But yeah, it was it was one of those things that was just like, man, like all everything that I had, I just threw it away pretty much. And it was just, 
you know, I can't, it's like, you know, regardless of how I feel about rules being stupid and stuff like that, it's like at the end of the day, I knew it was against the rules. I did it and I got busted for it. So I can only blame myself. Yeah. And, you know, but I'd always had this kind of Jordan Peterson philosophy of, you know, man should be as dangerous as possible in the moral sense. So it's like this, if I wasn't doing what I'd be doing now, I would still be the same person. I would still be that protector. And, you know, when I love when you talk about the, you know, executive protection lifestyle, because it's like I was living the lifestyle before I was doing it as a career. Now it's just, you know, it's just same. Now I actually feel like it's like, man, like I, I don't feel like I have imposter syndrome anymore doing a job that, you know, I don't really like or feel like I can be myself. Now I feel like I'm actually doing my calling and actually able to help people with the gifts that God's blessed me with. So, I so yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's definitely one of the situations where the game chose me. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, that's super dope. And I, I think too, like, it sounds like with you, man, it comes back to the, the protector DNA, man. You probably like, you kind of had to find your way into something like this with the guns on the, on the wall in the back. Yeah. You know I mean, like it just, it's better for you. It's better for everyone involved, <laughs> you know, let the dangerous man be, if you got the protector DNA, you just got to kind of find your way to where you can use it, you know, yeah. um, otherwise it can eat you alive. You know, and I can only imagine, were you enlisted before going to officer school? Or was that, were you jumping in at the officer level? No. So, um, I was recruited as a, as a football player at West Point. Yeah. So if you, if you ever watch the army Navy football game, I was part of the army football team. And yeah, I mean, I, so I, I didn't have any sort of enlisted experience beforehand, anything like that. My, my whole family's military. So it was, you know, this was big opportunity like you know get an yeah. engineering getting top education in engineering you know become an army officer play division one football it's like man this is super dope you know, yeah so I thought, that was, thought that was my dream but you know <laughs> dude same here man I, I feel you bro like i had the same types of things i had um i mean i wanted to i like join the ring corps to be a sniper and all this and then i I finally, I did my first platoon, kicked it with the sniper homies in my platoon in combat. And then I had some staff NCO that didn't last two weeks in combat. My first deployment got blown up. We tried to tell him not to do it, thought he was hard, <laughs> went down the hill <laughs> and got blown up, you know, and uh, God bless him. God bless him. Uh, but, he, you know, he's still here. He's OK. He's walking on all his legs and stuff. But um. And then that guy wouldn't let me in my sniper platoon. And I can tell you right now, though, if I'd have got into stay or became a pig or a hog or any of that stuff at all, I probably wouldn't be here. I'd be a different dude. I'd I'd be I'd be in a whole darker space, realistically, you know. So that's kind of I think it's cool how things work out, man, for sure. Um, so what? We'll get into a few other questions I got. What's this wall of guns and knives and weapons behind you, man? What's up? This is, this is, I set this up as my office because, you know, when I'm – one, I needed, like – I know that if I don't organize it and do something creative with it, they're going to be scattered all over the place. And so I'm just like, all right, I need to pick one room. Yeah. And, you know, just – and plus it's, you know, by making this my office, when I'm, you know, when I'm working on – uh, doing threat assessments or something or getting prepping for, you know, getting run on just the, the psychological aspect of making it look scarier. Yeah, <laughs> gives man. me that like security mindset to where I'm like, okay, like, you know, just 
kind of like puts me in the it, it's weird i get it but nah man it's bad it's totally cool bro you're talking about <laughs> A bunch of guns on the wall, man. I think it looks real John Wick, bro. Every dude watching this episode wants a room like that one day. If you ain't <laughs> one, you know, why do you do it for my family and to have a room full of guns? You know, <laughs> you, know you know, I ain't mad at you, man. Cool, bro. Okay, so we're gonna get into security here real, real, real soon. But like, so you said you failed out of West Point, um, just. I mean, obviously you were able to get yourself back up. And I know there's a lot of like real people that are really listening. Were there some tools or mindsets that helped you come back from that? Because it seemed like it was a pretty like notable fall from grace, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, biggest thing, and, you know, I, I say this to everybody. It's like, I think more so than anything I learned at West Point or anything like that, the biggest thing that's helped me, uh, not just with like my mindset and life in general, but in the executive protection game is, is having to learn sales. Like when I first, you know, I went from being about to graduate and, you know, being a commissioned officer and, you know, have an engineering degree and be one of America's best and brightest that they brainwash you into thinking. And it's now I'm like living out of my car, knocking doors, selling roofs. And it was just like, a, just a, ego check of like man Hell like yeah. you're you you're psychologically that little inner voice is telling me like man you're better than this you're better than this and just like having to just redefine and basically just you know just the the mindset training and stuff that i focused on and you know listen to people like grant cardone and people like that 10x rule and just basically just just making a rule like hey i can use this whole west point thing as an excuse for the rest of my life it's like oh like you know i could have done this could have done that and just basically just have that sob story or i can just refuse to you know let this be a defining moment and, and just use it as fuel and yep. just take ownership of everything it just don't regardless regardless of how it's like take ownership of everything everything that happens to you is your fault yeah just Took on that mindset and, you know, it just, it helped me with it both in sales and then learning these skills in sales has helped me in, in EP. I think that's one of the biggest skills that EP agents are lacking is being able to talk business, being able to communicate that value with clients and being able to sell clients. So, I mean, it's, it's taken me that, that mindset and learning skills really just changed my life. Dude, that's huge, man. You just touched on so many like things that can help the listeners, man. So like one, like ugh, which one do I want to start with? So the sales piece is huge, dude. Like you have to be able to communicate that value. You have to get them to be able to get it and you have to be able to try right. to get, you have to make sales. Like right. thing. it's just like, it's like, it's like you have like a, an operator that wants to become an instructor. It's like, dude, there are two completely different skill sets. Like you might be able to get right. yourself freaking uh, across the goalpost, but like transferring this information to someone so then they can be empowered by it and implement it. It's a whole nother uh, skill set. You know what I mean? Like doing right. EP, selling EP. You know. and, there's so, and there's so many levels to it too. Like one, selling the value of why someone needs security. You know, I just had to talk with a new client um, that I placed it, a guy with him that, you know, he's a former Marine and he's just like, man, you know, and 
my, he's business partners with my client and my client's like, man, you need security. You need security. Like, he's yeah. like, I don't know. Like, you know, I, you know, I'm alert. I was a former Marine, all this stuff. And I just basically, you know, it's like, listen, it's like, you know, I get it. I was like, you can protect yourself. You, you have these skill sets. No one's taking that away from you. I was like, but think of how much, you know, buying energy you can devote to your craft and making more money for the people that work under you. Yep. You outsource that. I'm like, I was like, you have somebody that cleans your house? He's like, well, yeah. I'm like, why? You know how to clean your house? He's yeah. like, well, it saves me time. It saves me, you know, having to, I'm like, exactly. <laughs> so like, this, is, this is no different. Now, now you're able to focus on what you're best at, making money. And now you don't have to be hyper-focused on your safety, your family's safety, being alert and stuff like that. I was like, it don't mean you can't do it. It's not people, you know, they, they, they take it as like a, an ego check as, as men, it's like, man, like, no, I don't need anybody to protect me. And, and I get it. But at the same time, it's like, you have to work together. You have to understand like that opportunity cost. Yeah. Opportunity cost. Good word. Good <laughs> word. <laughs> and the, the other, the other piece aside from being able to sell clients on why they need security is being able to sell yourself. I have so many people that, you know, and so many people come to me and ask me on Instagram. It's like, yo, it's like, how do you, you know, how do I get to this level? How do, and I'm just, and they ask me these questions. I've never met with them. I've never worked with them. And I, and I just asked them, I'm like, I was like, you know, that's a great question, but what made you think to ask me? They said, man, I can just tell from your social media and stuff like that, that you just know what you're doing, the way you carry yourself. I'm like, okay, well, you just, you just answered your own question. I was like, why are you not utilizing these same tools that I am? And, and they're just like, well, you know, and everyone wants to make excuses like, oh, well, I don't know if a, a photographer that because, you know, I do some like, actually, I was just looking. We're both in the same Vertex catalog that I was just found. Are we? Yeah, we, we're both in the same Vertex catalog. Dude, you got to <laughs> send me a picture or something, dude. I never know when those pictures going to pop up. I don't yeah. think someone sends them to me. That's yeah, I'll send, I'll send it to you. But uh but yeah, yeah, but but you know, I've, I've done some stuff, but you know, just from the connections I've made and stuff like that, I've been in like Smath Vertex and Premier Body Armor and uh, different firearms companies, Zevtech. I know we both shot with uh, Tac yeah. Gas. Um, but yeah, but aside from that, it's just like you know, these people. I'm like, I'm like, listen, I was like, you're asking me how to, you know, how do you take it to the next level? All this stuff because of my presentation on social media and stuff like that. I was like, but if you hadn't have just told me that you do executive protection, I would never know by looking at your stuff. And I was like, so, you know, you got to learn how to sell yourself. And I know there's this old school mindset of like, oh, you know, you don't post on social media, all this stuff. And, I, and there's, you know, there's boundaries. There's there's definitely boundaries. But I'll tell you, like, the clients are looking at this stuff. The clients want to see different stuff. Um you know, I definitely have rules and boundaries, and obviously, there's different realms of private security. And to, but if you're protecting a celebrity stuff like that, these pictures are out there, anyways. Your your face your face is out there. It's just a matter of are you utilizing it to your advantage or not? Yeah, man. No, hundred percent. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at your stuff right now. We finna get into it, yo. First of all. <laughs> Yo, I love interviews like this. I just ask you the question and you just run, man. And I mean, dude, the information's so good. Branding is honestly 
is so huge. So many guys don't realize that the first thing you have to sell is yourself as someone who's trustworthy, someone who's good to do business with, someone who's dependable. Cats be asking me about age, background, dot, 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 dot. Sometimes it matters. Most of the time it doesn't. Can you sell yourself? Will that person look at you and say, that person looks like they can secure me. Is this person going to bring equity to my brand, make me look better, that make me look sexier because I'm walking around with these guys? Like These are things you got to consider. There is a vanity, ladies and gentlemen, right. this game. So make sure you look good, smell good. Um, and, and obviously, you know, don't outshine the master. Make sure you stay up on those 48 laws of power. But- Dude, represent for what it is you do because you in representing yourself, you represent them, and they know that when they're looking at you, man. Stuff is huge. So sell yourself this is big. Uh, the other thing, man. So we you kind of touched on it. Marketing, there's of course a civil war in our industry. Do you post with clients? Do you not post with clients? Personally, especially because I got so much visibility, I don't post anything with clients. I remember Elijah Shaw though caught me one time and he was like, Yo, bro, he was like. Some for some dudes though that puts food on the table. So you know if that if that tackle is working in another segment section of the game for individuals, he's like, I'm good with it. I'm like, okay, cool. Or he was like, don't hate on something that puts food on somebody's table. And I was just saying to my guys, don't propose me, you know. But so talk to me a little bit about that, man, because I see you're doing it. You got success. We're both sitting here having this conversation. You know, it's like the bodyguard executive protection conversation, man. That was a good video. That's my most popular video. Um, but anyway, so what would you say about that? How do you do it? What are your boundaries? What are your thoughts? So, I mean, and, and obviously everyone's going to have a different answer for this. For, for me personally. Let every man know, make his own bed because bullets, <laughs> freaking words and posts on the Internet, you can't take back. <laughs> so my, my rule of thumb is one, you know, if it's if if it's posted out there already. Amazing. And as long as it doesn't make the client look bad, then usually it's fair game. Now, still like, but like, there and there's a lot of clients I don't post with because they're, you know, they're not they're executives or business guys. In fact, the guy that I'm full time with right now, you know, he's he's a finance guy. Like, he, you know, I don't post with him. He's he's a private guy. He just minds his business. Like, you know, no one really knows who he is unless they know who he is. And I'm not, but. <laughs> And the other thing is, um, if I have the opportunity to, like, it, it, I, I always, like, I always try to at some point be like, hey, like, you know, when I'm, uh, like, I, I make it clear, I'm like, hey, I, what's that? When you're talking with a client, like, what's your policy on? on yeah, yeah. So I, I make it clear to them, like, hey, you know, obviously, you know, there's going to be pictures of us out there together. Uh, do you, is there anything uh, you have an issue with as far as? you know, me reposting stuff that's out there. I was like, cause look, I run a business, you know, that's, that's marketing for me. It's out there. I was like, you know, unless you tell me otherwise, is there, is it, is there any issues you have with it? And most of the time they're going to say, no, nah, no problem. Okay. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, just use discretion. Like, obviously it's like, you know, don't post anything that's gonna that makes them look bad. Don't post anything. Give it away. Tail numbers, license plates, locations, anything in in real time. All like you know, half the stuff I post is is months old. Yep. Um, you know, it's and so it's just the, the blanket term I, I say is just be smart about it. <laughs> know know yeah. your client, but yep. like and that's that's the other thing is like when when you get to know your client, you can pretty much generally guess like hey they wouldn't be cool with that or they wouldn't right. be cool with it. 
like that, you know, it's, it comes with just getting to know your client and knowing what they're okay with. Mm-hmm. No, I dig that, man. Uh, I, I had a lot of thoughts on like just posting. Cause you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, and this might be a big statement. We might break the internet tonight, but I feel like sometimes I brought EP out to dark ages. You know what I'm saying? Cause when I was in cats were like, silent professional never post <laughs> anything you know and like i'm already black you know so i don't want to like <laughs> you know my grandma would say you're already black barring and you went and made it worse by getting tattooed so you're gonna have to be twice as smart <laughs> so i don't want to like make it worse by doing things that would upset kind of the high table when i was coming into the game you know now though with social media, I mean, social media is like the internet. It revolutionized everything. <laughs> AI is going to do the same thing. Uh, there is a there's a way, you know, and I think personally, what I was going to do from the beginning was I was going to be like, if I find a photo that's in the public domain, that's open source, why can't I post it? You know what I mean? Like the whole universe is seeing the photo, right? Is it weird if I post it? But I, I shied away from that just to not, not add any friction to the fact that I was already coming out the closet like hey we do ep you know like <laughs> in a now, here, here's, here's what i will say about it yeah one thing i will say about it and is that so i i, I try to li- I, I really try to limit that i tried most of what i showed to basically show one just me working me you know doing different training to mm-hmm. like showcase my skill sets and you know, just show that, you know, that I am a professional, that this is yeah. what I do. This, this shows shows me in the light of being a professional. Right. Um, so I think that's important and more, way more important than, you know, the photos with your, your celebrity client and stuff like that. Because because the part that I do hate about it Sad. is that people people will equate your they'll, they'll mistake your success. With your client's success, like, you know, you're, you're, oh, just because you're with such and such, oh man, like you're doing great, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, that, that's not the case. Yeah. You know, my, 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 my bank account, my invoices determine my success. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like this working, working with this client just because he's successful doesn't mean that I'm good at my job. Right. Doesn't mean, and, and so it's like, there's a lot of people that just assume because they see this picture. So that is what I would say is a negative side effect to yep. to post pictures. So yeah, and and your clients the one that I always mention is your clients' reputation. Their ups and downs can impact other people's opinion about you. Like, oh well, isn't that you know, isn't that Jake's guy? You know, like like if your clients like you know, on another detail and something happens, and then just be running around. Do you hear what happened to that Byron's client? You know, it's like, dude. Right. I was a weekend when he came to Cali, like that was it, you know? So, right. you know, those are some, some hazards, but um, you know, it's, it's something I don't necessarily. Yeah, man, if it's working for you, run with it, brother. You know, it's a new age, man. As long as operational security is maintained, that's my main thing. Um, right. You know, and you mentioned all that stuff, guys, that means not posting while things are going down, not on location, no sensitive information that could give someone, you know, put someone onto your client, things like that. Um, considerations, gentlemen, make your own beds. You know what I'm saying? One, so, one last point on that is, is when, you know, cause I, I think we, we started talking about, you know, selling yourself and, and utilizing social media. And then we kind of got 
offline talking about pictures posted with clients. I think yeah. the most important part, like I, like I said, is you know, sh- using it to showcase your professionalism, how you look, the way you dress, yep. your, your, your training, mm-hmm. you know, you whatever you're doing, just showcasing, you know, just like you, you are always showcasing knowledge. It's, it's like, okay, so I can look at your page and show, and it's like, I've never met you in person. I've never worked with you. But I can tell by the way you dress, you carry yourself, the way you train. It's like, you're a professional. You know what you're doing. Thank you. And that's what it's important for your social media to say about you. Because there's so many subliminal things, subliminal messages that people social media is sending that they don't even realize. And, yep. you know, like, like dudes that always just all they have is like selfies, them taking pictures with their phone in the gym, like in the mirror. <laughs> it's like subliminally, like what that's, that's sending a message that this dude is always on his phone. Yeah. Every picture I see, he's got his phone in his hand. Yeah. And he's <laughs> so like, like, you know, unless this, you're a chick, like, I don't know, man, like maybe one or two, like just <laughs> me, but I mean, I don't even like me that much, you know, and I post more than everybody. <laughs> like, I, you know, you got to be doing something, showing some masculinity, in my opinion, it is a lot about performance and skill. So like, like what performance and skill like are you demonstrating, you know, and and what signals are you showing? Like, so no, I agree 100%. When I start seeing a lot of selfies, I start honestly, it's just when I'm looking at agents, when I'm getting looking at bringing agents on, when I see a lot of selfies and stuff, I start thinking about ego, man. Like you took that picture, you were like, bam. Now, if there's a lot, you know, and then you were like, y'all must show this to the world. Like maybe you're just in that <laughs> age where you're looking for chicks or something. I don't know, man. But like there could be a couple. Sometimes you're feeling good, but like generally you want to be demonstrating value, you know, and yeah. I'm not like a Navy SEAL or anything. So I realized really soon in my um, social media career attempt at career that I was going to have to like actually teach people like I was going to have to be actually useful to people's lives. <laughs> Otherwise, There's like no reason. You know, I didn't got to see. Oh, I got like four of them joints. Oh, man. So no, This is good, dude. This is good. What would you say? And I, and I love that, man. Like. Uh, there's a lot of wisdom in this. What would you say, you know, is your, what's like maybe a moment when you were working, when you were like a little shook up What's something that happened where you had to like dig deep and like something you pulled off that was a close call or a tale from the crypt you can share with us. Not like a client <laughs> name, but like a funny story or something. Well, I think the most, something recent would probably be back, uh, Couple months back, yeah, I was, I was with a client attending uh, one of his buddy's funeral. Oh man, it was a it was a pretty high profile funeral, and uh, you know it. it they it, it was a you know gang related shooting, or so they say. I don't. Yeah. It was a shoot, um, and so you know they they had but like at the reception of the funeral, they had SWAT vehicles, they had helicopters. They had it shut down. Well, uh, as we're going to leave, the uh, we're, we're at Bulletproof SUV, and they had the roads blocked off where we couldn't leave. I get out, you know, and uh, the closest officer is like, excuse me, sir, where, which way can we leave? And he said, oh, I'll, I'll radio up to that squad car right there, and y'all can leave right there. Solid. Well, the client I'm with, you know, he's, he's got a reputation. Um and just about the time I'm walking, turning around to walk back to the car, they have spotters and like sniper teams on the roof, right? on across the, the shopping center across the street. 
So by that time, the spotter on the roof, uh, the radios to the guy I was just talking to, and the guy like looks up and he, and he's like yelling and pointing at the vehicle. And the guy that I just talked to said, "Yeah, y'all can leave right there." Turns me and goes, "Push your hands on the hood." I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> and so you know they he goes, "Oh, are, are you armed?" And they start you know searching the vehicle because they they saw that my client was in the back seat, and they were they were they were hoping they were going to catch him with some stuff. And I, the ATF agent comes over. They got me handcuffed on the car. He goes, you realize this is it's, uh, 10 years in federal prison for providing armed security services to a convicted felon? And I said, and I was just like, who said anything about providing armed security services to a convicted felon? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, who, he goes, who do you work for? I said, sir, with all due respect, you just threatened me with 10 years in prison. And now you want me to tell you to tell you. <laughs> I was like, I think at this point it's best for me to just keep my mouth shut. Yeah. And, uh, so they illegally searched the vehicle because they had no reason to search the vehicle. Again, like, and they were so sure that they were going to catch him with stuff. And this the videos went viral of them harassing my client. Meanwhile, they so to save face, the ATF agent comes over there. He goes, we're going to go, we're just going to go down to, you're just like, you're not under arrest. I'm not trying to hem you up. He's like, we're just going to go down to the station and talk. Still got me cuffed. Meanwhile, he goes over there to the big crowd of people screaming that they're being racist and harassing my client, which they were definitely harassing my client. Everything they did was illegal as fuck. Yeah. And so, and, and so, so they go over there and goes, "Oh, this actually had nothing to do with you. Uh, your security guys wanted for something that happened when he was deployed overseas, and they let them go because they didn't have anything." So they bring me down to the station, and I, I've never been deployed overseas. It's, it's all they—they they just lied to save face because everybody's cameras rolling. Yeah. So they bring me down to the station and like, "Oh yeah, uh, you're free to go, but you know these guys are violent criminals, and it just—it just looked like." you're cooperating with us. So I wouldn't go back to where you're staying. If they know where you're staying, I'm like, <laughs> so it was, it, it, it was like, <laughs> dang man, this is embarrassing boys. And I, I felt so bad. I, I've never see, like seen my cl- like that client just like, just his, his buddy funeral just gets harassed. And now they're telling they they told him too is like next time you have security they literally told him next time you have security uh, you're get you're getting charged because they told him he wasn't allowed to have security and it, he read off some statute to me or whatever I went and looked and I guess like and again I'm not a lawyer and I'm not going to freaking give any legal advice or anything but from the people I talked to I guess that it's like. You know, they can't directly hire you. That's technically true. Um, But it's like, okay, that's usually not how it is anyways. Usually it's through the the manager. Usually it's through something. So it's like, you know, like that threw me through a loop. (laughs) Oh, that's gnarly message. So, okay. Y'all. Yeah, I mean, that's a lesson. That's a tale from the crypt right there, man. I heard (laughs) something. Yeah, man, that's a good one. Good to go. I'm sure that'll help somebody out in the game, man. That's a good, that's a good one. What would you say 
EP is all about, man. If you're, if there's a dude that's listening that just walked in your office and he's like, yo, man, I want to be an EP agent. I want to be a bodyguard. I want to be in the game. Where would you tell him to start, man? What'd you tell him to focus on? Mm. Man, first I would ask why. <laughs> Not in a condescending way, but there's yes. a lot of people I think, I think, you know, want to be EP for the wrong reasons. Real time. Um, Real time. So, and I, I do it. I was like, what, you know, people are like, oh, I want to do this. I'm like, but I was like, what makes you want to do that? And, you know, a lot of times it's, they just want the. Think it's they, cool. They just. Yeah, they want the excitement. They think it looks cool. They want to be hanging out with celebrities and stuff like that. It's just like, in reality, it's like, those are not good reasons. It's, um, I think if you truly are a protector, if you have the skill sets and the potential and, you know, both physical, mental, emotional capacity to do this job, then, then absolutely, then go for it. But if you're, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, then, you know, go to college or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. It'll, well, it'll it'll eat your soul too. Like if you're not really here, like with the right mindset, it'll just eat your soul. Like you'll be like, oh, I thought this was gonna be cool, but like I'm putting this car seat in the car right now, and my client, you know, changed the itinerary up 15 times, and I just did a a freaking re- a whole advance report that we're not even gonna use. <laughs> like and you you know, and we've been out here. For all these hours, you know, you're just gonna be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the cool, the cool, the coolness wears off pretty quick when you know if you're if you're actually getting, like, if you have a full time client or something like, you know, like, wait, I was on a tour recently, like, recently, and it's like, oh, they didn't, they don't have bunks on the tour bus, so oh, and then they, you know, they it got full. It's like, oh, yeah, we need y'all to drive uh, this vehicle. So then, while the client and everybody's sleeping between city to city, we're up driving. And then when we get to the next city, they're ready to roll. And it's like, you know, after about day four of no sleep, it's like, this ain't fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this ain't as cool. You know, it's just like, don't die. Don't make any crazy mistakes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, and that's before all the other stuff uh, that goes on. <laughs> oh, that, that, I, I wish every EP agent in the industry had to go on tour, be a bouncer, uh, for a while or something like that before coming in the game, man. Because I've, I've seen, you know, I think it would just teach them to appreciate it so much more when they do get on a big contract and it's nice, you know, and it's cushy, you know. I think it just makes guys more durable. Nah, man, that's that's good. That's good advice, man. Like, understand your why. That's something I talk about in my course like crazy, man, because, like, I struggled with some cognitive dissonance as well when I first got in because I just got back from Iraq and all that stuff. And I was like, dude, I... It took me a minute to find the honor in being a warrior of service, you know, because like in the Marine Corps in Iraq, we were like, it was like Lord of the Flies meets like, you know, juvie. Like we were just like Uncle Simon's misguided children around all over the place. Doing whatever like it was just insane. You know, I came back. My struggle with PTSD had a lot more to do with like seeking more dopamine because I felt like a like a like a Lamborghini forced to drive in a school zone, dude. I felt like. 
you know, I was, it was like life turned into an eternal cartoon hell, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and I think a lot of dudes still experience that. Like, you don't have to go to Iraq to, to feel that way. You just got to be a man with like above average testosterone. You probably freaking feel that way. <laughs> you know I mean, it's worse. Maybe if you get to actually get loose and then you got to come back here and be like nerfed for the rest of your life. Like, ah, but so I, you know, and then when I realized like I'm taking care of like blue bloods, uh and like babysitting kind of you know it took me a minute to be like hey dude and i finally the mindset that helped me and i'll share this i think it'll help some guys is i finally got to a place where i was like look bro since the beginning of the time warriors have been taken out of the forces and they've been in a special sect your praetorian guard and samurais all these different sects since the beginning of time and they serve the nobility and they protect and it's an honor and you're here in service of something and someone. And it's not about them. It's not about how nice my client is to me. It ain't about none of that. It's about the fact that I am a protector, right? Protector by nature and by trade. And if I'm there, because I was hired to be there, you better believe that's what I'm going to do, you know? And uh, then I was able to like re-inject pride into it. And, you know, hey, you want me to go grab you a coffee and it doesn't lower our, you know, put you at risk? Cool. I'm not cold and wet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... I've done a lot worse for a lot less money. Like, and it kind of helped me grease those engines. And now I just focus on service, man. And it's, it's really been, been beautiful, man. That's so, yeah. And that sparked me wanting to share. You mentioned some pretty awesome books uh, at the beginning of this, you were talking about like mindset and you were talking about stuff that you were studying on your way in, like probably around the sales time. Um, Is there an audio book that you would say, a few audiobooks, any books that you would recommend to our listeners that you think can help them level up? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I haven't listened or, or read any uh, books related to EP directly. <laughs> Dude, I haven't in a long time either. Bro. <laughs> Honestly, I've been more in the self-help sphere for like most of my life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I've, I've taken my EP courses. I grew up in the, I know I know how to do it. And I just, yeah, <laughs> I'm right there. Right. Right. And I'm not asking, yeah. about, and honestly, I'm not asking you about EP books. I'm just saying yeah. I, I was listening to you at the beginning of this, and you were talking about how you leveraged your greatest, you know, kind of fall from grace. Yeah. And you were like, you know, talking about like I can either use this or I can just let it go. And you were talking about 10x, and you were talking about different guys like that that you, you know, kind of learned from. Yes. So the, the 10x rule is yeah. like I probably listened to that book on Audible, like. Mm-hmm. more than 10 times <laughs> yeah yeah um it, that used to be like my part of my morning routine is like listen to that on the way to work or to work out or something instead of listening to music mm-hmm. um uh so 10x rule uh the power of habit yeah uh, man how to win friends and influence people right uh, another another uh grant cardone book be obsessed or be average which is Similar to the tax rule, but mm-hmm. it's a little different. Um, and then Russell Brunson's Expert Secrets is another one. Hmm. But I'm, I haven't listened. Okay. Yeah. What What's your training looking like now these days, man? How do you do? You still train? Do you still? If If a guy like, hey, I wanna I wanna be EP dude, you know, like, what would you suggest? So. <laughs> I have, it's another confession. I haven't done any of the like formal executive protection courses. Mm. Um, 
but I, I, I did back when, uh, you know, back when Shamir was alive and yeah. still go to his, his partner with offshore. Yeah. Um, they put, it's a, it's a, it's mostly geared on, you know, like it's, Pretty uh, dude. I remember meeting him at the close protection at the uh, EP forum that I put on this year and the close. I saw it. I saw the marketing. I was like, Hmm, maybe I need to come down and like kick it with y'all, man. Punch, do it. You know, do the, run the course, man. See what's up. It is a very good hard skills course. I, I, I'd say that, you know, there's obviously bring it up into hard skills and soft skills. Uh-huh. It's, it's very good hard skills course. It's not like other courses where, you know, they, they tell you good job, give you a little certificate and make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, they're gonna it now. <laughs> they're gonna expose your weaknesses. They're gonna uh-huh. they're gonna make you leave there being like crap, I gotta work on this. Yeah, I gotta work on these areas. Like good. so it's a good one. Um and uh my buddy Sean Cause, I do a couple courses with him just because he's one of the only ones I know of in the area that offers uh, like force on force with simunition rounds and stuff like that. So it's really good for like doing room clearing and stuff like that. And just, just, you know, learning those skills outside of the military, it's hard to get that kind of training. So um, he's, he's a good one that I go through, but. Dude, like this year for sure, 100%, you know, I mean, I've done the competitive shooting and been to all the cool, a lot of the cool guys training courses or had them come through for protector symposiums, but my man, I shooting at the shooting range is like hitting the heavy bag. You know, <laughs> you you might think you're the man, like you're getting all your little, you're getting it all in, you're <laughs> killing it, you know, you hitting all your targets. But like until you do force on force, you ain't even sparring with yeah. the gun. You know what I mean, like you got no idea what's gonna happen if you actually get are up against a human man. So you right. have to fight, man. So and most- and most people don't even go to an outdoor shooting range where you actually have to move and shoot and shoot under stress. Yeah. Most people are shooting at the indoor range, which I tell people is like the equivalent of working out at Planet Fitness. It's, it's <laughs> great as long as you're not serious about training. Yep. I hate <laughs> Fitness. <laughs> Just so everybody knows we hate Planet Fitness. <laughs> no, that's what's up, man. I'm glad you mentioned them. Um, no, 100%, man. 100%. So I completely second that. You get some time when you ain't working, dude. We got to do a hard skills intensive. Come down, do some driving, shooting, all the fun medical, all that stuff, man. It's all what, what is the what? Because I, I when I was living in L.A. with a client yeah. at the beginning of last year for a couple months, mm-hmm. and I signed up for a driving course, and I don't know if it was through what, what's the name of the course that you my school EPS <laughs> League, the League of Executive Protection Specialists. There'll be a link down there if y'all want to check it out in the bio, but. Yeah, man, EPS League, we render the highest level of driving training to the civilian population that I know of in the world. So, you know, most of your driving courses are going to be vehicle dynamics. Um, You know, you might get on a track, but at the most, you're learning how to master a vehicle. There's no contact. You might get some actual convoy or motorcade ops. You might get some actual security communication in motorcade. Most of the time, they just do one man in a vehicle. They call it security driving, which we do a lot of, but it really is is, is not the whole thing. At our school, you'll go one to three in a motorcade. You get you understand the comms, the positions, throwing blocks. Then you learn how to car fight, meaning like we legitimately try to run you off the road. You learn how to push back. You learn how to pit, ram barricades. We roll you over in a vehicle like, it's we have to replace cars after it. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm gonna sign up for that when we get off here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna send one of my other guys too because he needs. It. <laughs> yeah. We got a course coming up, man. We got a course coming up April, May, and it's in, it's in about thirty days, and it's a three dayer. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, man. So, but it you'll get done with that, and no one will be able to mess with you. And the uh, the driving cert and medical, man, those are the two things that I've I've seen clients actually look for. Like they're like, oh, is this guy got a medical background? And then the driving, because you're, you're driving them around all the time, man. So that'll be a value add, dude. It's and it'll be super dope. Go out there and swerve with your boy, man. And you, if you're <laughs> like, what would you say is the hardest lesson you've learned in the executive protection industry? Who to trust? Um, when I, when I first started out, uh, that's why like anybody that I work like when I started out, I, I aligned myself with you know a company and an individual that you know didn't have the best intentions, and uh, it ended up biting me, and it, it made me want to get out altogether. Yeah, um, I'm you know I'm not gonna say names, anything like that. You know who he is. <laughs> um, Dang. And, uh, yeah. Dang it, man! But, I just if I just put two and two together, you know, because yeah. I just be over here running my little race, man. I don't even be looking up, and then yeah. you know, you know, because y'all are in the same parts, so it all makes sense, man. That was like an explosion down there. I had a few yeah. people being like, "Hey," and then I started kind of showing up with him. Why he he came out to one of my events, and then he posted some pictures, and some of the homies were like, "Hey, bro, hey, bro, don't be yeah. running around with this dude." And I was like, "I was he was just next to me," like, <laughs> and they're like, "No." So that that's basically what he was doing with clients. Saying he had clients, really, he was just taking a picture with them and you know moving on his way. But it, like it was, you know, it was because I I gave him. A, he was the one that you know asked me to come on this first gig, and so I felt a sense of loyalty because before that, it's like you know I didn't think this this industry was open to people without a, a cool background and stuff like that. And uh, you know, and so it's like man, I, you know, I I gave him credit for you know introducing me to this industry and you know and i and i had always i always thought this guy is lost mentally but i thought he had a good heart and so i was like man i could you know i can work with someone that ain't that bright but you know yeah if he's still got good intentions he's a good dude i can work with it but then you know his his true color showed actually, and you know it started when I my rep started getting out there, started getting offers for other jobs or work, and he got upset. It's like, oh, like you know, you're not an independent contractor. I'm like, well, actually, I'm literally the definition of an independent contractor. You don't you don't pay me a salary. You don't pay me pay workers' comp insurance on me. You you, you send me on a gig. You, you give me my cut. It's very low ball. And now that I'm starting to learn the industry, I'm like, you're doing a disservice to the industry, lowballing all this crap. Like, I, and it's just, it was, it got so bad to where it's like, became like this jealousy thing. I'm like, what? It, what am I like? What are we so doing right like, now? <laughs> right. And it, the final straw was, uh, so he was supposed to, like, this, I was supposed to go to this one client that I, I'd helped him, helped him get. Um, cause we worked together, we worked it together the first time, first two times. And the third time, supposedly, oh, I'm sending these guys that they didn't want you. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, so they want, they requested two brand new guys that they've never worked with before. So I was, so I, um, <laughs> dang it, dang it, man. I had, a, I had a, di- I had a different client that I found on my own. I was, I was down in Miami. So I run into the, this, this entourage. 
Oh, and, said, oh. and one of the entourage guys for this client sees me in the hotel lobby and goes, oh, finally, you're here. I'm like, my now I'm with a different client. They're like, what? They're like, why aren't you working with us? I'm like, like he told me y'all didn't want me. He's like, no, you're the only one we feel comfortable with. We don't know who these guys are. And I'm like, that's interesting. And so I was like, you just lied to my face. I'm done with this. Yeah. Like, this, this is ridiculous. And then, you know, continued to lie afterwards saying, oh, I got him that client. I got, they never heard of you. You didn't give me anything. And then once I broke ties, just like, you know, people were whispering in your ears, like, man, be careful, blah, blah, blah. All these people started reaching out to me like, man, I wanted to, you know, reach out to you and send you on gigs sooner. But I saw that you were, you know, associated with this, this guy. And it just, it burnt, it set me back a lot. Yep. So, so it, basically the, the big thing that I try to do when, and especially like now it may change as, as time goes on and stuff like that, but the guys that I work with, I'm not trying to build a, pe- a group of people that freaking I'm in charge of that worship me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to build a network of brothers that, you know, like, so like when I put somebody on a client, it's like, you're in charge of that client. You handle it. I want guys that are going to be independent and responsible enough to handle it all themselves. Yep. Like, you know, I want people that are leaders that have their, that manage their own, that have their own book of business that, you know, because otherwise it's like, it's just, they're going to be looking at you the whole time to, to do everything. And it's, you know, again, I'm, I'm only three years into this, but for now it's like, this is the way I look at it. It's like everyone needs to set up some sort of independence and not be so dependent on a person or a company to get them somewhere. Yep. No, I mean, so the way I say it is, dude, I, I'm always just like, dude, I want generals, man. I want decision makers. You're going to be alone when this happens. Probably you're going to be on post, maybe with one other agent, uh, I'm gonna, you're going to have conversations with the client. I need you to get there. Like it's all, um, decentralized leadership, you know, and that's how we work, man. And so, um, we're, we're of the same mind, man. Everybody on my teams, I'm constantly like, and we have a ro- a rolling kind of Marco Polo chat where we talk all the time and it's just all decentralized leadership. It's like, Hey, how do you guys want to do the SOP? What are you seeing on the ground, man? Like, and I'm I'm right there with you, man. And the other thing too that I've had some some bosses that were really cool when I was coming up in the game. Charles, shout out to Charles Law um, of LSI Law uh, LSI. You know, he always just wanted what was best for me, man. I remember when I got uh, looked at by another company that could give me a better offer. He was just like, "Hey, bro, congratulations." You know, like, you know how it is, because you're an employee, right. you're like, man, I got to go to my boss and I got to try to see, like, what am I supposed to do? Like this, you know, like I got, I, I got loyalty to this guy, but like, there's this really right. great offer that could change my life. And then, you know, you end up going to him and I just remember being like, hey, man, I, I just don't know what to do. What do you, what do you think about this, man? And he's just like, he's like, congratulations, man. <laughs> I'm happy for you, bro. Like, that's, a, I can't compete with that playboy. He's like, I can't compete with that. And I, and I remember being like, man, that's so amazing. And so for me, man, with my teams too, like I'm just trying to groom them. And then as a boss, my job is to as build my company as fast as I can so that I can provide opportunities that are worthy of the work they're doing for me. So no one can steal them from me. You know what I mean? Uh, we can stay together. So like they're serving, they're freaking uh, holding down those clients, doing an awesome job on the ground. I'm serving by continuing to expand the company, get them raises and increases, 
and 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 make it a better working environment for them, man. And that's how we serve each other. But yeah, dog, we want freaking generals, man. I want decision makers, you know, hundred percent. Absolutely. We can't do it all, man. I'm right there with you. All right, sweet. So proudest moment in the game. <laughs> Man, honestly, it just in the year and a half that since I started, I've been able to help at this point eight other people like land full time clients that are are killing it now. And you know, so one of them in particular, I'm really proud about. He was, you know, he got kicked out of the military for refusing to take the COVID vaccine. And hey, he, yeah, you know, I'm proud of him too. <laughs> yeah, we, we we linked up uh, through a mutual friend. He was, you know, it, it actually like he was kind of looking for a roommate, moving to a new town, like trying to do all this. And it just and, uh, you know, he he never he never let me know he was struggling, but there were signs. And he was just yeah. like, I was really impressed at the way he was handling everything. Just fight. I'm like, and the more I got to know him, the more I was like, bro, I was like, you'd be really good at this. The way you think and just the way you you know, carry yourself. And I was like, you're highly intelligent and capable. I was like, you ever thought about doing it? He's like, he's like, bro, I'd love to do what you do. I was like, why haven't you ever said anything? It's like, it's like, you know, I was like, I'm not going to sit here and beg you. I was like, if, if, you know, I was like, I didn't, I didn't think it was open for people like me. I was like, I was like, let me see what I can do. So, and now it's, you know, he's, he's actually living in LA now. We, we were roommates in Tampa. I, I, um, my old client that I was living with in LA. Yeah. Um, I introduced him I was like, yeah, I was, you know, I called him up. He was in Tampa. I was like, hey, it was like, because he was going to be in Miami. I was like, hey, I was like, you want to work this weekend? He's like, yeah. So he drives down to Miami, ended up just pretty much abandoning his car in Miami. <laughs> just yeah. hopping, on the, hopping on the jet and flying back with the client. And he's living in L.A. now. Goddamn, man. Dude, hey, success. When it's time to jump, it's time to motherfucking jump, man. You can't be just can't be sleep. Got to lead a car. Got to lead a car. You know what I'm saying? What do you want? And that's and that's a and that's a big thing is that people ask all the time. Oh, you know, I need work. I need work, but I can only do it these days. And you know, I can't leave my family and I can't do this. It has to be. And it's just like, bro, it's like you, you, you might as well just you ain't gonna you ain't gonna make it in this industry. Yeah. When it's time to go, you got to be able to go. Yeah. You got to be ready to lay out, dude, especially while you're building your books, man. Like and maybe there's a space you get to where you can you can kind of be picky. There is. But uh, nah, man, those first few years, bro, you got to be ready to lay out, man. Whatever. What do you do for a living? Whatever it takes. Yeah. And that's unfortunately <laughs> I came right out the Marine Corps and, we, and that's how we were, man. Don't ask us yeah. how we got it done. We got it done. You know what I'm saying? It was like that, you know, but I agree with you, man. That's awesome to hear that. And you said something twice now during this interview. You were like. I didn't know EP was open. It was available to people like me. And one of the things I love freaking doing is getting dudes that didn't think they could get in the game, getting them some good training and putting them in a position because they they usually have the heart to do it. That's kind of what makes the difference. Like I can teach anyone tactics, but your character, like you're really a protector inside and you, and you want this. Yeah. I mean, that's magic, man. That's, 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 and that's what's, you know, having that chip on my shoulder of like, no one's, I'm not going to walk in the room and anyone initially respects me because in, in my first gig that I was on is with uh, this company called the Draco Group out of Atlanta doing the, the, uh, the quarantine sites I was telling you about. Our team lead, guy named Dove, um, Israeli guy, you know, he's like, how many of you guys are prior ranger, how many prior marine? And everyone's raising their hand for different stuff and I didn't raise my hand for anything. He's like, and what are you, Mr. Secret Gray Man Badass? I'm like, I'm just a regular guy. He's like, oh, uh-huh, sure. 
<laughs> you know, I'm sitting there like, no, really, though. And uh, I'll be doing that. So by, the, by the end of that, by the end of that first gig, by the end of that first gig, because I was like, I was like, I gotta prove myself. Yep. So I worked so hard, went above and beyond. I went home and and did a whole site play, like stuff that they didn't even ask me to do for. Like, hey, I made this. And he was like, it's like I just don't to do this. I'm like, ah, call me at West Point, and they, like did all this stuff, and like they promoted me to second in charge of detail by the end of it. And he's actually the one. Because I asked him, I was like, and I told him, I was like, man, I didn't think this was available to people like me that didn't have a cool background. Yeah. And he's like, no, he's like, he's like, yeah. And he was like, he's like, listen to the Byron Rogers podcast. He's like, you'll get a lot of good information from that. I, I kid you not. This, oh, this, man, this is my, team, my team leader on my first gig. Yeah, I, I actually messaged him uh, a couple of days ago. I was like, hey, remember that time on that first gig where you told me to listen to that Byron Rogers podcast? I was like, well, now he's asking me to be on it. He's like, that's crazy. I was like, <laughs> that's so cool. It's, it's hilarious. But, um, but yeah, so I had, I had no idea, but I, I, because of that, I knew that, you know, respect wasn't going to be given to me. I had to earn it. And so I, it made me work that much harder. Heck yeah, dude. That's a great, <laughs> yeah. What was your team leader's name again? His name was Doe. Yo, much love and respect, Doe. Thanks for support. Thanks for the support, man. <laughs> Putting us out there changing lives, Doe. Me and you right now, man. That's awesome, dude. Heck yeah. Um, dude, no, that's 100%. That's that's what this is all about, man. People who have a heart to do it, that are willing to apply themselves, man. I spent so much time in this industry next to dudes with cool backgrounds that are so cool that, like, they don't train anymore. They're so cool that they don't go out and, like, they just think they can phone it in. Like, literally right. the name... The reason I was like, it's more than just a job, it's a lifestyle, uh, was because I just, you know, I'm on teams with like a hundred and some odd guys on a roster. My team lead sends out an email. Hey, we're going to go hit the range. Hey, we're going to go train. We're going to do this. And like six dudes show up, you know, it's me and the same six dudes, you know, and I just remember being like, the heck is wrong with these guys? Um, so, you know, I love that, man. And I, and I like, and I kind of want to, and I, and I get a lot of these students through my, my courses, my hard skills, intensive training day, all the stuff that we've been getting in the game, uh, shameless plug because, <laughs> because they have a heart to do the work and then I just get them the training and then they dude, they're killing it. They're killing it. And that is what I, one of the things I love, I love letting good people know because our industry needs those people. There's too many. And, and I, I'm a veteran and there, but there's a lot of cool kids like vets and law enforcement that just think they can phone it in because of their background. And I run an in doc to get on one of my teams in California. And I'm telling you, bro, we show up military dudes. You know, I was Marine. Duh, 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 duh. All right, cool, cool, cool. I was Marine too. We'll just see how you do on these pistol quals, not performance drills, quals. Okay baseline stuff and then you know um, law enforcement you know okay okay cool 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 and then i get to the, the, yeah i get to a couple of them they're like oh yeah well you know they're usually a little bit like uh uncomfortable I'm like well I'm, I'm a civilian you know but you know i, I you know I, I train you know and I, I i try to get on the mats like do jujitsu a couple times three times at least five and and it always comes out that they're training the most because they don't have a background and then when we start putting freaking rounds down range they're performing the best because they're actually training because they don't have a background. And I'm like, dude, and probably the most dangerous guy I know is Luke Agajanian's dangerous as hell. Black belt, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, AOJ, legit school, uh, master class shooter. Like, you can look him up online. He was the guy who got me into half attack, the, the combat sports I do. And it's because he's a civilian, you know? Yeah. So 
Much respect, man. Much love and respect to the dudes who don't got cool backgrounds, man. Heck yeah. I actually, actually just I actually just did a interview for some news article uh, talking about something similar. Talking about you know it's like yeah it's like this this industry you know it's full of you know guys with ex military and police backgrounds because you know they not naturally have the hard skills from their old job. It's like. But, you know, on top of what you're saying, it's like, apart from not shooting, a lot of times they just don't have those soft skills. Those going back to the whole sales thing and stuff like that. It's like, oh, I was this, this and this. It's like, that's great. Well, what does that mean to the client? Yep. Like they don't, again, being able to sell it in their terms and being able to communicate. And I've had several incidents like where, you know, they just because, you know, you're their background in this and stuff like that, they think that. I know best. The client needs to listen to me. It's like that's not gonna work, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not in the billionaire's world. They will just move you. They will find someone who says yes. Yeah. They will argue. You don't want to go with me? Cool. Next. Like, um, and and you know, I I there was definitely when I was in this civilian world, like it took me a minute to get reacclimated because I was like, dude, this is, you know, it was hard for me to adjust from going from such an extreme world to taking such a cartoon so seriously, but. Right. I've also seen once I really was able to relax and know my play, my position, everything became easy, you know? And then on top of that, like the whole, um, the other civilian advantage I wanted to mention is if you're a military guy or a cop and you're working for a civilian dude, being able to be a dude like this, I just came back from work, you know, like my clients want me to look like a dude that, you know, sometimes I like, sometimes I think I should put a suit on before making content, you know, cause I can't show you what I actually, <laughs> you know, but like the reality is I never wear a suit unless it's like a special occasion. So it's like, that's not EP anymore. This is EP. <laughs> I came back from a detail, ate some dinner and now we're talking, you know, it's, 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 it's way more casual. It's way more chill. And I find some clients are like, dude, I don't want to be with a stiff guy. Like, I just want to be with someone who like keeps the stress low is able to be chill 99% of the time. If we got to turn it up, we turn it up. Um, and so, you know, getting on going back to the communication part, like what you're talking about, it's like, I, so I prefer, unless it is like you're saying, like a special occasion or Mm -hmm. if it's with someone that's a celebrity at this event or something like that, where everyone knows your security. I, I try to tell them like, Hey, listen, it's like, you know, I know that, you know, you typically like for us to dress like this, but if we're going to this place, I think it's best if we just blend in to draw less attention, yeah. you know, uh, and, and just explain it to them. And they're like, yeah, it makes sense. Cool. Yep. Like <laughs> until you're proven incompetent, they're generally kind of like, all right, cool. Whatever you think. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Well, okay. Getting down to the last couple of questions. I know I said that earlier Then we got on, we got on some good stuff. <laughs> Um, let's see here, man. Uh, favorite quote, mantra, saying. I have to go with the Jordan Peterson quote. A harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a very dangerous man that keeps it under voluntary control or whatever. Yep. The proper phrasing is. Paraphrasing. Yeah, I, I love that, man. I, I, I honestly, at this point, like, I have a serious problem with people who uh, think that being harmless is a virtue. It's it's that's that's a cancer in our world, man. Male or female. What's that? Especially out there where you live. You put, oh, you, you, you open your eyes and look around and you're like, I'm in a place with like a few hundred people. If something happened, I am 
all of their only hope. There's no other male or anyone here who's got my back. Everyone's women and children. It's all up to me and like Jesus, <laughs> you know. Um, we gonna get it done though. Uh, I think he, I think even Jesus might have left most of those places out there. <laughs> in the herd a little bit. God bless him. God bless him. So, okay. At the end of the day, man. Uh, well, actually, we'll go habit. What's a habit you think people should look at that'll make them better protectors or better people? Eh, yeah, I would say uh, actively training your mindset. I mean, I, I know I keep going back to that, but that's huge. Like we, we, you know, people train in the gym every day. That's no problem. You know, people, but that it, mindset and that spiritual and mental side of training is huge. Like it's, you know, I used to struggle real bad with depression and stuff like that, especially after getting kicked out of West Point, it was, it was dark and my like self image was very bad. Mm-hmm. And it would, you know, part another thing from all this is, is just, you know, you train your brain to think differently by practicing these different thought patterns. And, and, you know, it, it it makes a world of difference. You can you can train your brain to think differently. You can rewire it. Um, at least I think. I don't know. I'm not a freaking scientist or anything, but but from from what I've experienced, it, it has done a world of difference. And so that that mindset training is huge, especially in in this industry where it's you know it's not always you know you're going to deal with a lot of things uh, that just are dark times like it's it's not gonna be fun so you got to have that strong mental and uh spiritual side to to keep you grounded yep 100 and it just really sucks that talking about mindset has been so like weaponized and like because it's literally maybe one of top three most powerful mother stinking like pause for effect powerful things that you can even be having to mess with you elevate your mind, you elevate your life, make higher quality decisions, you get a higher quality, you get a higher quality life. That's the entire game, the entire game. <laughs> so your, your, your mindset is being trained and influenced every day, whether you choose to take control of it or not is on you, but somebody is. Yep. Someone's weaponizing things to harvest you as a human being. Things are happening, man. And I, I I couldn't stress enough. I 100% agree with you. I, I, I was like, you know, like a little chubby friend zone, dyslexic kid with, you know, no dad, you know, like, and I just remember literally being like, I'm going to have to invest in myself. Like, or I'm just going to die. And it's just never, nothing's going to matter. Like, I just remember being like, I, I've got to, I'm going to have to work on myself, but man, that investing in your mindset, your life comes out of your mindset. You know, so I could literally, that's a whole other podcast, but all right. <laughs> that's awesome. dude. At the end of the day, man. Um, how do you want to be remembered, brother? What's it all for? Man, I just uh, really just want to be remembered as uh, doing everything I can to, to help others. I mean, it's, I know that sounds cliche, but just since I've been in this industry, it's like, just seeing how much more I'm able to help people both, you know, not only just, you know, financially, but, you know, just being able to provide opportunities that the people I've been able to help with, you know, making a whole lot more money. And, you know, because what you more money you make, the more in you're able to help people. And, um, you know, and then just partnering with other things like I partner with a nonprofit 
I'm not going to say too much about it because it's kind of, they're kind of hush hush, but it's a, uh, you know, deals with human trafficking and, and uh, um, safe houses for, for victims that have no families, stuff like that. And it's just like, just seeing, it's like, man, it's like, it, basically it's like, I've, I feel like I found my purpose and I want to be remembered as, you know, someone that, you know, lived their purpose and did everything could to, to help people and not just, you know, with selfish intent. So that's, uh, yeah. That's friggin' bangerang, man. That's what's up. That's the good stuff, man. That's what you're living. And y'all, you don't just find that. You got to go after that. You got to court purpose. You got to chase it. You got to go and get kicked out of West Plate. You got to go through. You got. You'll find your way. And it ain't all. It ain't always protection, you know. But like that moment right there when you're like, I feel like I found my purpose, man. You know that Mark Twain quote. There's, you know, two most important days of your life is the day you're born, the day you realize why. Like. This is the stuff we're talking about, man. And and what you're talking about too, it's more blessed to give than receive. Bruh, like I, I wish everyone knew it, but you gotta live it first to realize it. You know what I mean? Like when you start like, you know, like you're employing people and you're helping people's lives and you're providing a whole another level of livelihood for people and like, you know, like guys are going through my school and sending me letters and videos like, hey bro, like you, I'm able to feed my family because of, you know, like what you guys have taught me and put me in a position to get this job and da 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 like, Ain't nothing, ain't nothing that that dope. Ain't nothing that tight, man. So no, nah, man, I feel you, bro. That's it's hard. It sounds cliche to those who aren't living it, you know. And yeah. I hope for people get in a position to be able to live that, dog. Nah, man, that's good stuff. All right, well, I think this was good, man. What are you up to these days? Where can people find you, brother? Talking about like where it's in geographically or yeah, geographically <laughs> online, you know, the handles, all the stuff you're operating out of Florida, right? <laughs> Ish. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, well, I'm, I'm back and forth right now between Atlanta and Miami. My, my client paid me to relocate up here. So, and he, he pays for the place in Miami. So I got a place in both. Nice. Uh, but yeah, online, you can, you can find me on Instagram at Jake.016. And then my website is phalanxgroupus.com. Phalanxgroupus.com. Text me. I'll put it in the show notes so everybody can hop in, man. Good to go, brother. This was good. This was good. I knew it. I've been doing this for a few years now. So now I can kind of like, I, I feel like, I don't know. I haven't had a bad one, you know, but usually I can like just watch somebody online for a minute and be like, we got to do an interview. And then, like, and then we'll get in here and we'll stick it. It's savage, man. Good stuff, dude. Well, heck yeah, dude. If you ever need anything in Cali, you know, I got you covered. Um, and uh, much love and respect, man. It's an honor. Appreciate you, man. Yo, ladies and gents. Little cheat code. The latest and greatest. Don't hate us because you ain't are not us. Anyways, check it out. My C-A-M-C-K is a great tool to make any weapon that you have sitting in your safe woo, into much more formidable tool, right? Multiple points of contact, throw a right on optic on the top. Uh, you got a little light there. You got thumb rests. You can adjust them to fit your. So if you haven't seen them, check out C-A-A-M-C-K. Take those pistols you have in your safe to the next level. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom.
home and to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions.